is up everybody my name is james d fiore and this is blackballed well i have not seen this cat in about 10 years and i don't even think that he remembers this but or he might it was the last time i ever went to a barber shop <laughs> i was with this man um we drove from uh, my house in the beaches to mississauga i don't even remember why and I walked into that barbershop, and um, the funny thing was, because it was a black barbershop, that it was the first time I had walked into a barbershop in, I don't know how many years, because I've been bald for a long time, where they were like, do you need a cut? <laughs> and I was like, I have no hair. And then I realized that, like, um, you know, that they specialize in, like, shaving heads in cool ways and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, he is one of the most interesting guys I think I have ever met. Um, I called him to one, one of the people that works for him today, a guy named Craig Martin. I talked to him today and what I told Craig was he is like famous among famous people. Um, and, and I truly believe that. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why, but let's get into it. Please welcome to the show, the one and only Rasta Phil. Rasta. Thank you. Thank you. Love and respect. How are you, buddy? Everyone. I'm good, buddy. Good to see you, man. How are you doing? I, I'm doing great, man. I'm just hanging in there, trying to do my thing. Um, kind of like you. Been going um, to the barbershop yeah. lately? No, I haven't gone to the barbershop <laughs> since I went with you. <laughs> Seriously, was the last time I went. But you can still um, go to the barbershop and do your beard. You can still do your beard. Next time you come up. You know what? I got a story. You, you know? I got a story to tell about that. I I have a story to tell you about that. I know that you're going back to the UK because you're, you're doing a film with uh, Mark Wahlberg, who is like your best friend, your childhood friend, and Halle Berry. Um, we'll talk about that in a second because the last time I got my beard, the only time I got my beard done at a barbershop was in Westminster in London. Um, I was there on business. I, I was with the Huffington Post and they sent me there on assignment. And I went there and... I was, I was leaning back in the barber's chair and they were shaving and they were doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, all three guys that worked there came up to me at the same time, started like rubbing my shoulders and smacking me in the head with this like cloth and doing all this crazy shit and charged me an extra 50 pounds for that nonsense at the end. And I was just like, this is the big, it was a good cut. Like the beard looked good, but I felt like I was taken advantage of a little bit, but you know, um, what, okay. I want to start at the beginning with you because otherwise it's going to be like um, chasing my tail for for yes. for the next hour or so. Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up? And and then we'll segue into um, what what it was like for you in the eighties and nineties, being where you were. Well, the first thing you know, I was born in Trinidad. You know, I came to America when I was seventeen years old. I lived in Boston, Dorchester which my mother just turned 89 years this year. She still live in the same exact house. You know, we wow. we all grew up. You know what I mean? My family's all, you know what I mean? From Came from Trinidad to America. And with my six sisters and my brother, and we, you know, nieces and nephews, they all live in Boston. You know what I mean? So we grew up in Dorchester. We're still in Dorchester as we speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and um, and when you were there, um, you ended up like how old were you when you moved there? 
17. I was 17 years old when I moved to America. My dad was a born American, so we immigrated to America very easily. You know what I mean? So I grew yeah. up in Dorchester where I knew, like, New New Edition was the first people. I knew New Edition, you know, Bobby Brown and them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah those were my friends in the neighborhood along with Mark and Donnie and, you know, the new kids on the block. We all grew up together before New Kids on the Block, you understand? So we are before Entourage, before New Kids on the Block, and I just used to roll around with them, you know, doing things, going to the parties, picking up girls, you know, hanging out, doing my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, and dreams. it's such a, it's such an amazing story. Like uh, to, to find yourself, like I mean, America's a big country, right? And yeah. and you find yourself in Dorchester in Boston, and then all of a sudden you realize that the the crew on your block that you're hanging out with are like future, and they're not just future stars; they're future superstars. Yes. Like Mark Wahlberg, your best friend, is like basically one of the one of the biggest celebrities on planet Earth. New Edition, I still bump New Edition once in a while. <laughs> you well, know what I, I mean? think Ralph sings on my song, Living in Easy, my Bridget. You That's know? right. And you got to remember that Ralph is also the only living legend too now because Michael Jackson, a lot of the people are dead and he's the one with that Motown sound. You can't forget about the old Ralph. Sensitivity. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. And he's a man um, to my the firehouse. He made girls cry when we were young kids. You know. What I mean? Talk talk about the firehouse for a second, because when I met you, um, you were hanging with this writer, um, really interesting cat. I think he was British. His name was Norman. Yes. Um, Norman. And 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 you guys Scottish, were talking about Scottish Jewish. Scottish Jewish. Scottish Jewish. My yeah. bad. Every, anyone with an accent seems British to me. I don't know what it is. Um, no, even he's you. Scottish. He's from Scotland. He ain't got an accent. That's where the accent is from. England. I know, but I, I can't. I'm a, listen, I don't know if you know this about Canadians. Uh, you probably do, but by now. We don't think we have accents. We think that we're, we're just eh? monotone. Eh? Yeah. 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 Right. And it's weird. So when I hear accents, I find it like my favorite joke is going like this. I don't know where I'm from. Because I don't know what accent that is, or even if it is. Well, one. you know something. When you say that, I gotta get you his song Canadian. You have a song. I'm Canadian. God King Zeus. I can take you to the hood. I can show you where it's good. I'm Canadian. You know what I mean? We gotta. I, I don't know that have, song, but I, you gotta put it on your show. Don't watch that. We'll get it. For you. I will. Yeah. I will. Um, but you guys were were talking about, um, and I don't know if I'm stepping, if I'm talking out of school here, but. Tell me about the firehouse. Tell me about where the screenplay idea came from and what it was like growing up there. And what is the firehouse in Boston? Well, the first and foremost, the firehouse is at 38 Westville in Boston. That's where it originated from, right across the street from the Lee School, up by Four Corners. And the thing we liked about the firehouse is we had all different race in there and we never got in trouble. You know, everybody always respected the firehouse. You know what I mean? So the girls will come from all over the world. We'll bring them from after parties. When we did concerts with New Edition, we'll bring them back then. You know, Ralph might show up. Some one of the celebrities might show up. When we started yeah. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, it was the same thing. We'll bring the Funky Bunch there. Everybody's there. So at one time, the girls started living in the firehouse. <laughs> <laughs> there were girls that we staying there. It was a great place to hang out and you never got in trouble you know what i mean and we played a lot of music yeah. we had the great leo kiki there who did all mark's music from back in the days from good vibration he worked with the new kids on the block with maurice star he was up in there teaching us how to how to you know use equipment and stuff like that how to use the sequencing and you know what i mean so it was kind of us learning we had a pool table in the firehouse too where People think we were doing drugs, but we played pool is a great game. Actually, yeah. Mark is a great pool player. He is a great pool player, too. We'll put a stripe on everybody. You know, you stripe everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's he, uh, pretty and, good. And, 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 tell me about... Place. The firehouse was a safe place for celebrities like Ralph and, you know, Mark and everybody to come, and they never got in trouble where everything was... Mom's the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say, speaking of moms, you have really nice things to say about Mark's mom. 
Like apparently well, yeah, she yeah. was. Oh like, my god! Mom, uh, tell me about her. Tell me about there's her. There's nothing bad to say about Mom's one. She's one of the greatest women, you know. Next to my mom, she's a great, great woman. She raised those boys like Mark and them, and she was always, you know, always had our backs. Even like when we would get in trouble on tour or whatever, Mom's would be the one standing up for the boys, you know, like yo, yo, don't do this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she always had our backs, man, and. You know, we miss her a lot, but we'll always keep her in all of our, our conversations and all of our stuff, you know. Her name will always go on forever, you know, and she's just happy to see that her youngest son is where he is today. And I know it means a lot to her, you know what I mean? To see that yeah. youngest son used to be in all these things and now he's a better person. He has a beautiful family. Now he's a family man, you know. God well, is he, also has, he also has, like, um, you know... What what is the old saying? Friends are the family that you choose, or family are the friends that you choose, or friends are the family you choose, or whatever well, it is. Um, he has a lot of friends. One thing he doesn't forget is friends. Yeah, you got to remember that because we grew up together, you know, with friends. Sometimes family wasn't there, and friends were there for you when you're going to whatever you're going to on the street. You know what I mean? But it's good to see that you know he still have a lot of us around. Like Ace is still around, B Dog, myself. You know what I mean? who is alive is still with us, you know, the original E, you know what I'm saying? We have a little yeah. crew and you know, it's hard to get in really the entree, but I gotta tell you something, Holly fits right in there because she does a lot of cool stuff, you know? She does a lot of cool, really nice, unique stuff. She, she's a woman we admire a lot, you know, and my wife likes her, everybody likes her. She's always helping and she does stuff for women and it's, it's a great thing, man. You know, this in my experience, if your wife likes somebody, then you then you're okay. Yeah, yeah everything is cool. You know, because yeah. the wife is always the one like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Like, yes. <laughs> exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I would think that, and I know this because I've heard Mark talk about this on clips and stuff. Um I mean he credits like people like you in his life to helping him become the man that he is. So as far as much as it goes the other way where Mark supports you guys and Mark, you know, whatever, I, I think I, I feel, I sense that he has like the wherewithal to understand that having friends like Rasta Phil in his life grounds him and makes him remember where he came from. And that helps him in, in the things that he does. And I just think that you need so well, to, People like me, I cannot be bought or sold. And he knows that. He knows, like, this guy is my brethren, true. Take and ten. If something happened, they got to take both of us out. It's how we live. You know, we grew like mm -hmm. that. Because, you know, when I go home to Trinidad, all the guys would be like, yo, they're so proud of me because I'm with the white dandada. They'll call Mark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, so they like, they respect what I did. Oh, I look after him and, you know, make sure he's okay. And, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's hard to come out from the streets or where you came from or where we're from. You understand? So it's, yeah. it's how, how things work, you know? One hand don't clap. It takes one little key. It opens the door. And then it, all of us get in there. Yeah, yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So it's just I a do. love between us. You know what I mean? And it's like, he's a brother to me. It's like, you know, he's... And sometimes he's my son. And sometimes I, I, I'm grampy. Or, or, you know, names change all the time. You know? so it's a, it's amazing to see, you know. But the one thing I got to tell you, Jed, he didn't forget about me. And, I, you know, I've been through a lot in my life. I'm saving that for my movie, what I'm thinking. And he did a lot for me and my family, you know. So, you know, like you can't forget a person like that. You know, sometimes, you know, my wife want to come. She calls him. Next thing you know, yeah. she's coming to me. That's what's that. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> that's so you funny. understand? So, you know, he's family. And, you know, so things are different for for us. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Um, and you were, look, at you were... how doing, look at how well he's doing. So I just got to step back and let him look and continue to pray. Like, you know, that's what we do. We pray for him and uh, keep him going strong, you know. So all you can I do. Wasn't... I wasn't kidding when I said that. Um, so here's you guys when you guys were young. Yes. I don't know how old you there. You are there. That was young. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he, like Jesus Christ, are you like 15 years old? What's going on? <laughs> he was like, like well, young. I, I was always a good age. I wasn't like you know. I was always older than them guys. Remember, I'm like 10 years older than Mark. Mark is 51 now. I'm gonna be 60 this year. You what? know what I'm saying? 
Yes, sir. Can See? I just say something? Can I just I'm say something? I'm legendary in the game. You know, I told you I used to be a new, new addition. I know, I know, I know. You know? <laughs> Can I just say something? I, 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 I have to word this right so no one takes the clip. It makes me look bad. But um, there's only one thing I don't like about black people, and you make us look really old. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you guys... Look, no way. I'm different than Brandon. I just live good. Love my neighbors. I love myself. You know, learn things. My mother teaches me a lot. You know what I mean? Remember, I grew up with a father. My father been dead since I was seven years old. You know, mm. my mom and my family is my best friend. You know, you know, you know how I'm saying, man. You see how close me and Mark is. So it's a close love. It's not, you know, you know, yeah. I, I live in peace and, you know, a lot of things he have, I don't want, you know, and he's going through a lot because people don't realize how hard it is to be where he is. You understand? It's not yeah. an easy road. You understand? And sometimes they yeah. see me like, why? You? I don't want that, brother, because you don't know what he's going through. They have all these things. You know what I mean? So sometimes you gotta no, pray. I... All you can do is pray for your brother and keep that hope that he held his head up strong and watch his back and you know let him do what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? And everything come. That was at his house doing a, a thing that was a party, a Halloween party or something. This other one here at his house. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell if that's your hair or a plant in the background. I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. That was my. That's my hair. Really... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, like I described I, I described you today to Craig as, uh, and I think I said it during the intro as well, that you're famous among famous people. Thank like, you. And, and, and for, since the 80s and 90s, this is what I've read about you. Like, I, I knew a bunch of this stuff because I know you, but like, I, I, I read a bunch of stuff. And what kept on coming up was that you were kind of, since the new edition days and new kids on the blog, you have been sort of like a mentor and a spiritual advisor um, to a lot of like famous artists. Can you tell me what that means? Because I, I mean, I have an idea, but I want to know what it meant for you. I, it's, it's very simple. You know, I, I grew up in the church. That's the first thing you should know, you know. And I, I think, you know, praying, I, I know that when you pray, everything happens for you. And when you believe in God, the way I believe, because I've been through a lot of stuff and I've got out of it by doing the right thing. And, you know, my trust in my mother, too. When she said, look, do this, do this. There's lots of stuff that I, you'll see when I bring my movie out. We'll talk about a lot of that stuff, you know. Because mm -hmm. I, I got in trouble in America and I, I ended up in Trinidad. And Mark was the first one who always called me, had me going to Germany. Next thing you know, I'm in Canada and, you know, I have the love, you know. Canada is a great place. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, if, no, I yeah, got to be happy when things happen. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's neat, though. Let it count your blessings and be happy it, that things happen, you know? It's interesting that you're kind of like... Um, you're so well-respected among among these artists. Not just Mark, but like these other artists, Ralph. Um, and, 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 you know, and when I see people talk about you, um, the first thing that they do is smile. Always. <laughs> It doesn't matter, like, who it is. Lots it's of like, reasons what... I make people smile. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know, lots of reasons yeah. I make yeah. people smile. I always was the guy who would, would treat people good, and when there was problem, I would say, come, man, just let's, you know, forget about that. And I always had a good thing to say when a guy was down. I just, you know, because remember, I grew up with six older sisters. They've oh, been through relationships. Geez. I was there for them. You know, my mom, my father died 53 years, never had another man. Just hang on to the church. So it's a different kind of strength I have. So when I see guys going through stuff, I'm able to talk to them for my experience of things I go through. So they, you know, I've always helped them out. Like I've never say no to a problem with when Ralph needed me, I was always there for him. The same with Mark. Anytime he needs me, I'll be there for him, you know. Friends to yeah. talk, so I'm gonna be there. And people know? respect that about you. The first time the first time I met you was with uh Nico. was with uh, was with Nick, my buddy Nick, and you yeah. were with Norman, and yeah. we were um I don't remember exactly Bay and Bloor or somewhere, and we found an alley <clears throat> and the first thing that you did, you turned around, you just handed me a joint, and that was how we made our intro, and I was like, I, I like you know I'm like, I like him already <laughs> you know? I well, like that's Rasta the, Phil. that's what it is, you know if you see the firehouse, that's what we do it, and you see yeah. my God King Zeus, that's what we sing, you know. And then, like, the, the thing about that, that's the way you got to brand everything now. 
It's to the music and you know and yeah. different things. That's how we do it. We still we still into that. I had the first company that went public here with 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 uh, Weed MD. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. Canada. Yes, sir. That uh, was you. Yeah, that was me. I, Bruce I remember Scully, that site. Donna Scully. Yeah. You know, I'm behind the scenes. I don't ever look with Mark. Mark is in front. I'm behind. He's the boss. You understand? <laughs> I always stay behind. God is it's less pressure. Mine who less knows pr- everything I do. You know what I'm saying? But I started I that with um, these guys. They had um, the nursing home. They had nursing home around Canada. They called Regency Care. Yeah. And they wanted to take the people off the pharmaceutical and get them on the the cannabis because... You know that pharmaceutical was really messing them up, but they're the big biggest people in the pharmaceutical. So they started the company. So they was that the synthetic THC? Huh? Was that the synthetic THC? The pharmaceutical stuff? Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. No, but they they were they were doing with the pharmaceutical people. So they were the biggest buyers. So they wanted to start the oh, weed so they could get okay. off of the pharmaceutical and come in. So they started Weed MD. Right now they have labs all in. Vancouver, we still doing the research to, you know, to stop all of that. You know what I'm saying? Because we know, you know, with a little cannabis, all they'll do is eat a little more, but at least they won't go crazy in the head. And you know yeah. what I'm saying, Bridget, what the pharmaceutical does to people. I don't want to get in trouble, but, you know. No, I no, I know. Do, Listen. I would know I, I, that is the healing of the nation, but, you know. You're getting Canada high, and you're getting old people high, Rastafil, yes. which I think is very important. And they'll eat better and they'll live longer. Trust me when I tell you. Because look, let me knock on wood. I never caught the COVID, you know? Why? Yeah. Cannabis, you, you, you think you, you think cannabis is why you've never been sick? Yeah. And then I protect myself and I pray a lot. And God yeah. is, my, you know? When you pray I, and doing all this stuff, you know? Because I traveled to the whole thing. I was in Boston with my family. Then I came to Canada. During the COVID dress when it was starting to act up, I got in quick before they closed it down. And then I went back down, was doing some stuff for my son, ended up in Detroit and everything. And then it got all crazy. I came back home. You know what I mean? And then we now we get tested every three days when we're working on the set now. You know, it's very serious. You know, even they already called me already, making sure I get my test before I even talk them off. After wow. make sure that I go get tested. You know what I mean? Because they ain't playing yeah. around. If he gets sick, the whole production shut down, right? Yep, that's right. Um, what are you working on over there? Can you talk about that a little bit? A little bit. We um, it's it's called Our Man from Jersey. It's a kind of it's a kind of new James Bond for for Mark. You know, it's pretty oh, cool. Really? You know, and Holly Berry, which is a great great person, man. So they have a good synergy. They're making it go, man. You understand? Yeah. No, I do. Um, I think it's really exciting what you're doing right now. I think it's amazing. Um, I have a funny feeling, um, and you can correct me. You can tell me I'm totally out to lunch if you want. But you're the kind of cat that if you landed in Chicago instead of Boston, you would still be doing shit with, these, with, with people that are well-known. Yes. Well, my cousin been working for ESPN for a long time. He started in Chicago because he used to play for Indiana College. He got injured. And he started working in uh, Philly, you know what I mean, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Before he, then he's moved over to. Right now he's in Atlanta. But I got a lot of friends everywhere I go because I used to be on tour with New Edition, New Kids on the Block, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So after years, you just become friends with all these people. You know what I mean? They're not fans anymore. They're your friends. They text you. Oh, we got shows. Some people want tickets for this, this and that. You understand? So. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why, because over the years of traveling, I keep my relationships with people. I do not, you know. Yeah, you know what's funny is that um, uh, my most famous friend is Rasta Phil. Thank you. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, like you're, you're my most famous friend, my friend. <laughs> well, well, if you ask Mark, who's the first famous guy, he tell you, he'll tell you Rasta Phil, because I, yeah. I was always that way, because I was a DJ before everybody was doing music. It was my hustle to protect myself when I was making my other hustle. So I would DJ, I was DJ Phil. You understand? So yep. so when I do that, everybody would come around. We used to start with the mic and things, singing over the, you know, back in the days, you just flip all the records over and it's a dub plate. 
You understand? I still have mm -hmm. all those records in my mother's house. I ate some of back in the basement. Are they in milk crates? In no, in milk crates, and we made some um some nice box crates with plywood and shit because I was working at uh, this company, William Wetmore, with my um with my uncle. And that's another thing too. I always had to have a job, even though I was doing the other stuff. My mom oh, don't take right. illegitimate money if you're not working. My mother is not right. touching on money. That's she's right. And my mom is very, oh, Lord. She, she's wise, eh? She's a smart oh, lady. Oh, my mother is not. If you bring something home, where did you get it? First thing, where did you get it from? <laughs> she doesn't well, like, hold on. I, no, well, one sir. second, because you said something earlier that I, I don't want to let it slip by without me mentioning it. Fucking six sisters? Really? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, what was that like? My, my sister is Ioni. Evelyn, yeah. Leona, Janet, Carol, and Denise, and Thaddeus, and Phil. And if you wow. go anywhere in Trinidad on the hill, you are for Janet, Axel, Thaddeus. They know us like Thaddeus and Phil. You know what I mean? So yeah. the hill is nice. You know, Trinidad is our home. You understand? We still have a little piece of land out there that we overlook the sea. You know, my nephews and them live down there in the island. You know? Yeah. So that sounds dope. But it's just the, it's just the six sisters with six old. I had two older sisters. Okay, and, I have a lot of and one, and nephews. Well, I I got a few of those as too. But like when I had two sisters growing up, I mean, I have memories like, um, okay, James, we're gonna put you in one of our nightgowns and we're gonna put ponytails <laughs> in your hair and we're gonna paint your nails and then we're gonna throw you outside on a Sunday afternoon and lock the door. And I'm just like, and you had six. I think your sisters probably were a little bit nicer than mine. Like, no, no, imagine. no. We did all of that. We used to play dollhouse, all of that stuff. Mommy and yeah. daddy. I'm like, oh, you don't understand. But I was always good. You don't understand the friends I used to come around because I had those six sisters. That's, the right. That's another girls. thing. You understand? Because <laughs> you got tough quick. Sisters. I always was the ringleader because yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. You know how many um, friends I have because they try to talk to my sisters? Holy... <laughs> <laughs> Thousands. You had six of them. It's the same thing with Mark and my friends. I have because they try to talk to Mark. You know? That's right. It's How's your life. golf game, by the way? Well, I'm not a golfer. I just like to go with him. I like to wear the clothes. I love wearing the clothes. <laughs> and I like to video a lot. Like I'm always videoing stuff he's doing. So I have a lot of little cool stuff of stuff he's doing on this on the thing. I just gotta get it all set up and do my own thing. I have a lot of content that I'm building out. You know what I yep. mean? For stuff I'm I just watched it. one of your songs that um, YouTube wouldn't let me play it. Uh, Why? Because there's like a copyright infringement thing. Uh, it's the one that starts like this. But they won't let me play the sound. So you gotta I don't get the Craig. You gotta get the Craig. He'll fix that for you. Yeah. Craig okay. Well, that that I'll, I'll play it on another show. But that's Ralph. Slamming media. Bruce and them slamming media. Yeah, guy. I talked to Bruce today too. Yeah. They love you, by the way. Everyone that I talk to today that works for you is like, well, oh, God. The thing I is, you. I got to tell you honestly, all these people are my friends. I know Bruce for a long time. So I have mm -hmm. another Bruce that sometimes I call him Brucey. He don't like that because he knows the other guy I call Brucey. And he, I call him Bruce. You know, I'm just Bruce. He would say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. You understand? And he's Craig's best friend that they grew up with. And me and Craig used to. When I first came to Canada, I used to live with Craig. We was in a burning house with my friend Mary and Jerry. And so we have a lot of good stories and stuff, how I met Craig and this and that. And, you know, Craig has been my friend for a long time. So all my people I keep together, I know them for a long time. I don't bring new yeah. people around me that easy. You understand? No, I know. Well, I, that's what you were saying. That's, that's why it was really interesting when we met because um, I kind of – I moved away from Toronto like about two years or something after after we met. We hung out like three or four times. I think that we hung out at TIFF. You came to the yeah. Adrian Grenier event, I believe. Yes, yes. That was yeah. nice. Eh? That was a nice yeah. event. Adrian yeah, that was all right. Like We did well. Adrian and I don't get along very well, but um, <laughs> I'm not Rasta Phil, so sometimes I get mad, you know? <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Don't worry about that. There's always, you know, other people, you know? Well, good. I was just really happy that... Um, I was really like 
I don't know how to put this. You you impacted me in the sense that like like when when you came over, like we met, and then I I invited you and Norman over to the house, and uh, and you guys came over, and you had just come from like Rush's cottage. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, really? Um, I don't know if it was Neil Pert's cottage or someone, but you just came Alex, from the- Alex License. Okay, yeah, yeah, because my friend Stephen Keating. He, he was um, building Alex License Cottage for him. He was the one that we were oh. doing it. You understand my brethren? He he's actually he actually does music with his son. You know what I mean? Okay. With my son and their cousins, you know, Stephen. So he's my yeah. brother too, you know? He actually yeah, and- on some of the different beats with me. You were just like... You know what people like about you? This, is, this has to be what it is because... Um, you know, we hung out a few times and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, your life went one way, my life went the other way and we just lost, you know, whatever, like life, life went the way life goes. But there was always a part of me that like once in a while I'd be like Rasta Phil. And it was like, you have a way about you that is so genuine. And, and, and you're, when, when people talk to you, you listen to them and then your natural reaction to whatever it is that they're saying is to see if you can help them. And I don't meet too many people like that. Well, that I learned that from my mother, man. You know, and the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And sometimes when you help people, you get more in life. And a lot of people doesn't realize that. Because if I help you, you could help another person and another person. And it's about helping people. That's why I connected so well. I like what Holly Berry is doing, you know, how she's working with the battered women. And, you know, I'm starting to do a lot of stuff in the mental health space. I have I lost a friend named Richie who used to be with us doing, when I did my seven days gone, you know, Greg and Kaz and them guys. He actually helped us with money. We're missing him. I want to try to see if we could find him. He's walking on the street. He's a mental case. And, you know, if they don't hurt nobody, they really, nobody helps them. You know what I'm saying? And he's That's just, right. but sometimes my boy Brucey would see him. And he'll put him in a motel, you know, for a week or two and, you know, let him bathe and wash up. But we haven't seen him since this COVID. So we have to make a, a, a job to say, look, let's go find Richie. Let's find him Richie on the streets of Toronto and get him off the streets. Because, you know, he's one of our friends that we lost along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. yeah. That's what I mean, man. Like, like you have a, you have, you seem to have a life purpose and it seems to be very um, natural to you. Well, that's what I was. I love helping. Helping is, you know, helping is, you know, you give, you give, you get more. The more you give, the more you receive. You know, most everybody who give will get, get, get. You gotta keep giving. Yeah, Yeah, I'm speaking. Speaking of, are they gonna pass you that joint that they're clearly smoking off camera or? Yeah, they they, did. Well, we was told we couldn't come on camera with it. You understand? Come on, can it's my show. You can do whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. See, and I tell those dudes, come here. Because my my artist is here, his is in in the house, and he's Dude, always. You're Rast- Listen, Rastafel. I want to tell you something right now. You you can do whatever you want. You can give. I don't care. Come here, come here, Nick. Nick, come here. My whole crew is here. We always got. This is Rastafel. They come to Bridget. Come the man. Come. Let it just everybody come in on the show, Bridget. If you're gonna cough off camera, you might as well smoke on camera, gentlemen. You know? Like that's the way I look at it. So who are these? Who who are these cats? So this is Nick. Nick, introduce yourself. Talk How's it going? I'm a cannabis brand in Toronto. I make gummies. Oh. I make edibles. We're kind of in the black market, so we okay. do markets around the city. Yeah. Private okay. events. Awesome. Types of stuff. That's um, dope. Um, you 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 yeah. hooked up with the right cat, Rasta Phil. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> and then the I, other cat who just left. And I'm always helping. No, 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 he yeah, leaving. That's his. That's situation. that's God King Zeus. Yeah. Well, oh, there he is. Oh, yes, hey, what's sir. Up, nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. It's nice to meet you as well. So, yeah. are, do you? So, are these are you doing? Do you have a label? Like, how do? What's going on? Tell me what's going on with you guys. Yeah. Well, we got Rasta Phil Entertainment as a label. But you know, with all my connections, I'm able to work the magic because I have a group also in in America, which is my niece. I'm trying to keep it family oriented for a while, which most of my friends are like my family. And, you know, I want to focus on just like Hayes right now, Rastafil, Zam Official, 
I got Fiery, I got Artist Fiery, Junior Miller, and then we got some other, I got this Latino girl, and I got quite a lot of people that I'm working with, and I got Ariana, some young Canadian people too, but what Ariana. I'm focusing on is the movie business still. You know, yes. these guys, we could do a lot of TV, because we just, their fellas just did a, a, a nice little video called Karma. And if you see them, these guys are like actors. I'm seeing the entourage all over again. <laughs> Nice. You know what I'm saying? But in a different Canadian content kind of thing. You know what I mean? So Yeah, are you taking him to CMW? Are you guys all going to CMW this uh yeah? Later, yeah. let me before we talk about that, let me play the little promo that you did because I think it's fucking both awesome and hilarious. So here you go. <laughs> Canadian music, quick is up, people. Get ready, I'm here. I just came out to shower. Got my Fletcher Azul on. We're ready for the Canadian Music Week. So big up yourself and feel love because they say, oh, God bless no man curse. You know what I mean? One love, one love, one love, one love. I, I'm very, I, I'm very white. I would need subtitles for that. I have no fucking idea what you just said there. <laughs> I have no idea. I thought you were drunk. I was like, what's, what's going on? But you don't drink either, do you? No, I don't. Like, I stick a little sip, you know. But if oh, you yeah. want to hear what I say sometime, I could say something time and time again as I think back to my early childhood growing up. Black, looked down upon, worked ever hard. Life of a poor man. Guess who started? When things was good, I had plenty friends. Then things got bad, it came to an end. They scattered and shattered like snakes. They ran away from my path. Go to hell, that's what I see. As for me, a few remains with the wrath. The Almighty, my family, like Black Star, see? And Marky, and the rest of these people in here, see? <laughs> I know that that's a lyric from the song that I can't yes. play because YouTube wouldn't let me play it, but I listened to that today. That's the one with Ralph, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I don't See, understand I why they won't let you play it. Um, they, so sometimes we have to like, uh, download YouTube videos, um, using like a, a YouTube downloader app. And, um, if the person that posted does it right, they won't allow people to download it without it being muted when you download it. So that's basically okay. what it is. So you have good security. <laughs> In other words, I couldn't just rip off like your, your song and put it on. But I, I get dinged for copyright shit all the time, man. Like, I can't even play a clip of Wahlburgers. I can't play a clip of Wall Street. I have to get permission from the per from. I would have to get permission from HBO, basically, in order to play that shit. So. No, but you got to get the permission, man. It's always easier to do the right thing, you know, and, and you know, if you need the Well, I'll call you, and so, you can get the permission. Yeah, and I can say, hey, dude, you know, look it up. I don't think I'm going to call HBO, and they're going to be like, oh, it's James on the line. Oh, is it? Yes. yes it's James. That's all that? they do. Say again. They just like to know where the traffic is coming from, you know. So yeah, please. I know, I know. I probably, I, I could do it if I tried really hard, but you know, I got a lot of shit to do, man. Um, so what is happening on your event? Give, give me, give me the lowdown on the event on June well, 9th. and uh, where is it? This, I don't want to give out a lot of the secrets, but I like everybody to to be surprised. But it's gonna be a unity with me and these artists. I'm trying to show people. You check your ego at the door. It's unity and love. We come and we perform together and we put a little, you know, everybody share the mic and take turns like, you know, you know what I'm like saying? Like a cipher. Like yeah, a cipher. Yeah, nobody has yeah. never really done that and different artists is going to be together performing different genres of music and then we want to take it on the road soon as we, you know, we let some sponsors see it so hopefully we'll take it on the road right away. You know what I'm saying? And get the ball rolling. You understand? Dude, I have no doubt. Um, I, like, you are one of the best. You're like an honest hustler. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have, like, the ability to bring people together. You're clearly hustling, but you're hustling in that way where it's, like, not hustling. Like, you're not tricking anyone. You're, you're, no, you're, well, you're bringing realness together. I have real talent around you know? me, and, they, and they'll be worth it. Because when you see Hayes' music, it was produced by Lucius and um, Jules and the whole team. We, we, these guys know the music, you know. We have some of the best guys. We put around him that's very, you know, Frankie Payne, the rest of the boys, what's the other fellas? We we bring all yeah. of them together. Everybody. Everybody. So it's a united yeah. album. So Canada needs to see that, that, you know, these are the guys who really work with some of the greatest stars. Like 
Cocker T and all them guys, they come together yeah. to work with, with Hayes with me. You know what I'm saying? And we love that. You know what I mean? It's a unity, you know? Unity. Yeah, and if there's one thing that um, that Canada needs, it's a better like hip hop, uh, yeah. urban music infrastructure. Like, sure. you know, like what I I've been in I've been like ensconced in in the hip hop scene in this country for thirty years, and um, you know, f like one year Ivan Barry signed one hip hop act, and it was Tom Green. You know, <laughs> come on. Like we, I used to, I used to dream about owning a label hey. called Siphon Entertainment, where I, my whole existence would be siphoning the Canadian talent and flushing it out to the United States because there's no good infrastructure here or imagination in the hip hop scene. There just isn't, you know. No, but that's exactly what I'm doing now. You know, um, you know, it's it's exactly what I want to do. I'm picking guys from all over the world because remember. Canada is a very multicultural place. It follows everybody's culture. We got the Caravana. I'm one of the mm -hmm. biggest. I'm Trinidadian born. You understand? Yeah. So yeah. My, my, my nephews and them on the island. Tomo, he's right now. We have a bunch of artists we working with down there that we want to bring in. They're also doing a lot of nice little TV shows about folklore and this and this and that. And we, we, we move into a direction. We got you know, all the camera people, you know, like we're ready to go now. I've been waiting for this opportunity and I've been securing music. I have this company called Black Star Original. We talking yeah. about his, we ain't reached the Black Star yet. Black did you have to say, did you have to call it Black Star Original because of the Talib Kweli most deaf Black Star? Like, no, did you no, have to... no. Why I call it Black Star Original, first and foremost is I want to give shout out to the late Mervyn Dimely. He was a guy who I met when I did our senior hall show. I don't know if you saw that when you were looking around. I of course, I saw that. I, I, I that was that, dude, like of, that's I, one of my favorite I, clips because I, they picked you out of the audience, right? Like, yes, I, I met yeah. the first African American to be in Congress, and he was a Trinidadian. And because he's his wife saw me in our senior hall and said, "Look, Mervin, look at this guy." And I went and I met them, and my mother told me to go down there and see them. And I was nervous because I was doing other things in LA. I didn't want to do nothing. You understand? I got my yes. little going on with Prince Eichel Joe. We handling our business. And then all of a sudden, now music is jumping off again. And I'm like, oh, yeah. right. you know what I'm saying? So I went yeah. and see the man, and he was working with Dick Griffey. You know who Dick Griffey is? Dick Griffey Not signed him. No. in a school. Dick Griffey's uh, had Diana Ross. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, baby face. He started Motown with Barry Gordy and them. He offered me a contract for 15 years. You know my brother in America say? He told me he was a criminal. He should have come and shoot him. <laughs> I just want a deal. That's all I want. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, man, I just want a deal. No fighting here. Well, That's right. Back in them days, those guys used to rip everybody off. But after yeah. that, I had the, the great Dick Scott said to me, boy, you don't sign that contract. That man is going to own you for the rest of your life. You know the problems I had with that man when you had five number one singles with Diana Ross? I was like, you understand? So I, Dick Scott always had my back. He was Mark and everybody's manager. A lot of people doesn't talk about Dick, but Dick was a great man to me. He always had my back. Sometimes this new kids in the block had extra studio time. He would say, Rasta, go and use the studio time. I used to go with my reels, gone down there. You know what I mean? So some of the best studios played my music. Did you ever meet Clarence Avant? Clarence, his name's so. He was familiar. like, he the Netflix has Netflix has a documentary about him called the the Black Godfather, and he was the guy that like literally like every like Quincy Jones, um, you know, uh, like literally every black celebrity singer. If they ever got in a jam, they would call Clarence. And Clarence would, like, come into the room and bring the parties together, solve everyone's problems, and then leave. And and that was basically his role. You should watch that documentary. What's was, his name, Clarence? His name's Clarence Avant. A-V-A-N-T is his last name. But, I don't yeah. Know, I don't know him. I just, I know Maurice Starr. Maurice Starr was the guy who um, who did the New Kids on the Block music, who worked with all of us and, you know. Oh, he looks familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's yeah. one of those things. So, listen, um, we're going to wrap. Listen, like, if you want to plug anything besides your event or your event again, um, 
now's the time. I don't care what it is. You're Rastafil. You can do anything you want. <laughs> That's my rule. So that we don't forget about my artist, God King Zeus, and my, uh, you know what I mean? And then don't forget about uh, Zam Official, and don't forget to show up at uh, Canadian Music Week this Thursday at Revival, people. It's a unity, a strength. United we will stand. Divided we will fall, people. And we must unite. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to yeah. drop my new single, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? What? So everybody's going to hear it. You know what I mean? Joe it's Pesci? I mean, you know, Jesus Christ. Oh, me love him so nice. They say on the streets, I'm marking them friendly. The color of my skin is lethal and deadly because of the ignorance around the earth, starting with the president, the governor, mayor. Many see me and say, go back to your homeland. What have I done wrong? I can't understand. Why am I treated guilty before I even tried? Treated wrong like a delinquent juvenile. A man can walk the streets of peace. Because the minute I turn, here comes the police. And boy, it seemed like in the wrong place. I can't see the hate of racism on their face. You well know, done, sir. Jesus. Well done, sir. You know, we come in. Dude, you so can come back. You can come back. You you can come back anytime you want, Rustville. Seriously, okay, like brother. literally, like every Thanks single day, you can come too. back. You know, when you talk to Nico, make sure we say one love. You know, I it's will. Special. Listen, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll us out. Um, stick around backstage for a second, so I can have a little wrap up talk with you, and then and then are you cool to stick around for a couple minutes? Yes, yes, of course, my crew. Yeah, we cool with that. Okay. And, and I'll tell Norman. He said hello. I please do. Please do. Okay, uh, Rastafil, everybody. Check out uh, respect, Google Rastafil and go have fun. I didn't even get to some of the stuff that I wanted to get to, like this. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I didn't know he got, I didn't know he had plastic surgery on his face until right the second when I just looked at his picture. And then this one, I don't know Whoa. where you are, but hey, there's a lot of people in that picture. picture. That picture is a big picture. I created that picture, and Drake and them was in it. We was in this meeting. Everybody was scared to act. I said, "Dude, let's do a picture for good love and coming, guys." And I bring that picture together. Before you know it, Drake was calling me getting the picture. Yeah, you know who my favorite? You know, you know who my favorite celebrity is in that picture besides you and Mark, obviously, Ted. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget Seriously. my buddy Jonathan at the back there. That's my brother. Okay, okay. No, I'm just that playing. guy, just Jonathan, playing. he wasn't saved by the bell. You know that, eh? What? The one back there, he wasn't saved by the bell. The with, one with, with the, the hat on? With yes, the hat? that's my Brenton. Who was he in <laughs> Saved by the Bell? Yes, he's one of the guys. Look him up, Jonathan Angel. And then there's my boy, Pretty Boy Ricky. He's in there, too. Yeah, okay. see Pretty Boy Ricky right back in there. The whole yeah, crew. Yeah. It's yeah, that's crazy. That's a, I don't know when this picture was taken, but it was clearly like maybe in the last 10 years because of that Ted thing. I want Dude, that Ted that bear. Can good, you... That was a good meeting. That was when we uh, got Jake's song in Entourage. And, you know, oh, okay. guys, you know, there were, it, was a, it was a good meeting. We had a good time there. We talked about a lot of things. It was good. Did time. you talk to him about signing better artists for Ovo? Just <laughs> no, well, you know, you know, it's, it's people helping their friends out that I can't get involved with that. Ovo. But, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm, see. I'm the asshole in out of the two of us. Man. He's talented. <laughs> you right. understand? They come in. Yes, hard. I do. Yeah. All right, Rasta Phil. Uh, pleasure you, as always, sir. Hang around backstage for a second. I'm going to come back and uh, and we'll talk then. But thank you for coming, you, man. Brother. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having us. Um, that was Rasta Phil. Literally one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna split now. I'm gonna roll out uh, with my music video uh, about how much I hate the media, and uh, we have Andy Lee on Thursday. Don't know what's going on yet for tomorrow, but we'll figure it out. But thank you very much, and we'll see you next time on Blackballed. Thank you for having me. Look, journalism is dead. We'd all rather take selfies now than learn to comprehend. Look, I despise those colorblind, those self-absorbed reporters, those whores who suck the content for all the media hoarders. Those producers, man, they tap dance for the conglomerate's quarters. They exploit polarization, and it's done through gender, race, and borders. And meanwhile, they sell a sphere, meds, and weapons every hour, leading bleeding screeds of misdeeds, but shit, none involving power. Those outlets, they insist they don't exist for shit clicks. Fuck, man, them pricks, they diss this writer like I was on some mysterious hit list. And the cable news, that's the villain. And I don't want to be mainstream. 
That's where fake dreams hit snakes and devils all up on the inseam. Know what I mean? A leg up into the armpit of all that corruption? Shit, this relationship, I think it's destined for a mutual destruction. Terror, mayhem. Nah, I know. I'll cool it with them, Jays. But you better send your fucking eagle and meet the talons of this goddamn osprey. Why? I've been blackballed before Now I have to be my main source Looking out my front door Cause I've been blackballed But now I am older I know I have to keep on moving forward Never look over my shoulder We live inside a landscape where editors are predators And writers get shelved and never properly mentored Never cease to increase the pressure of the mighty pen's releases I defeat your fucking arsenal with a single chess piece Bless me, the non-believer Fuck commies and libertarians and conservatives Liberals, anarchists and Presbyterians Fuck left-wingers, right-wingers, throat singers, salesmen The hacks who got rocked by that mentally impaired kid I hate all of you Find the button, press play Abort the next generation Spare us from the next wave And let's Blow the lines of yesterday, just vibrate to your streetwise psilocybin sensei. It's true though, whether it's Trump or Justin Trudeau. New clothes for those who lie straight faced, then kudos to faith based race baiters. You guilty, shameful haters. Pull the plug, your cross fader is filthy. You milk these new breeds of dummies who promote racism and then cry to their mummies. Manga, woke folks fight to a mutual death, and no one's left to foster divisions after the last breath. Now fucking die already. Seriously. Oh, but wait, one more thing, bring your newspapers in case we all run out of confetti. I've been blackballed before. Now I have to be my main source, looking out my front door, cause I've been blackballed, but now I am older. I know I have to keep on moving forward, never look over my shoulder, I've been blackballed. Listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.